following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Commercial real estate challenges? For 160 years, companies around the world have trusted Savills for expert guidance and perfect workspace solutions. See what Savills can do for you at Savills.us. My name is Matt Perez. My name is Satchel Drakes. And this is Overworld, where we try to be curious, fail at being smart, and talk about video games at the intersection of art, society, and other stuff. Hey, Satchel. Hey, Matt. How's it going, man? It's good. How about you? Chilling out. Hey, uh... Have you, uh... Have you thought about, like, the end of the year? And, like... Uh, so far... Game of the year stuff? So far, I've only thought about the end of the day because a bomb went off three blocks for me in Port Authority. Um, <laughs> That's true. Just That's helicopters true. galore. Uh, but through all of it, I'm still thinking about video games. Um, yes. My games of 2017, you say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's that time of the year, Satchel, um, where we all have to make lists. You know, it's... It's kind of tough. This year's been a lot, dude. Like, mm-hmm. it's been a lot with regards to games. It's been a lot with regards to everything, which has oh, yeah. honestly driven me to playing uh, lots of games. I mean, oh, yeah? but there, I mean, there are just a lot of feelings to go around, whether we're talking about, you know, Legend of Zelda, you know, the continuation of Mario. I guess Nintendo kind of has their own situation. Persona, near, That's you know, near... Is it either Automata or Automata? Oh, man. I told you what ask you. I have no idea. <laughs> There's a lot. That's the one yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, so there are just a lot of thoughts, and there are a lot of feelings, and they're all strong. And I don't know if it's because, like, I've been conditioned by the hyperbole of Twitter and hype culture, but please, I'm curious to know what your feels are on it. I mean, there's so many games. Like, I, I even, like, surprised myself how many games I played because... I usually kind of sit back and like, kind of chill and wait around and play a lot of Rocket League, you know. Yeah. And I, I'm usually um, that guy that if they make like a end of the year list, I always put like a game that's like from 2010 on it, like League of Legends, because oh, just what I played to my <laughs> end of the year, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's totally fair. I mean, how I, I, I definitely, and it's almost it's almost hard. When, it's almost weird. Like, dude, I remember growing up and watching X Play. And um, oh my god, Adam Sessler, Morgan Webb on X-Men. oh my gosh, the duo, the original like team. The, so so good. Adam Sessler, he was reviewing. They're going through their reviews where you know he does his like whole like cynical thing or whatever, and like they get to World of Warcraft, and I remember finding it so weird that first of all, World of Warcraft like fit in like a time frame. And then also that it got like one rev- like one static review, it like kind of like didn't make sense, you know what I mean? Giving it certain mm-hmm. stars, um, just because I don't know, it's almost like MMOs or like online games. I mean, like 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 League of Legends, like they're constantly changing, like they're not static at all. So it's really hard to like assess stuff. So I remember year after year, I'd be like, well, shoot, I mean, my game of the year is freaking WoW, like <laughs> mm-hmm. like it's. Yeah, because like those games aren't static, like you said, like they continually, continuously evolve. Yeah. So of course, like I'll go back and I'm still playing Counter Strike and Rocket League and League of Legends, and I really, especially if you're like into multiplayer games, like that's a, a big part of it, you yeah. know. Like I like, but I do like I the concept of having a, having a little time machine time machine piece in there. I think that that's uh, I think that's like yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah. You know? <laughs> but no, like we're about it's, nostalgia. Uh, 
I, yeah, I do. I do enjoy that. It's also it's it's strange to see you know a lot of games. I think um, an example that just popped in my head is something like Rainbow Six Siege, which people love now. But when it came out, people hated it. Like <laughs> it was really buggy, and there wasn't like I, I just remember people just really disliking it. But like it came out, I think like the end. I think the tail end of like 2015. Hopefully, I'm not wrong on that. And then like in like winter and spring of 2016, it got legit. People started like. Yeah, it got legit. Like, they started building it up more. Like, testament to, I mean, like, good on them to keep, keep building on yeah. it. Um, but, like, then it became, like, a probably somebody's favorite game of that particular year. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, especially, there's so many, you know, like, we've, they, so many games come out near the holiday season that, like, I haven't touched so many games, especially ones that have come out recently. Right. It's like, almost not fair to, like, cut. To put it under judgment, especially since like you have these situations where, I mean, sadly, as we move farther and farther away, or rather, further and further away from physical media, we do get these like buggy ships that need to get fixed or mm-hmm. not completed ideas that change over time. And though it's totally fair to like punish like where where they are at launch date by giving them that review, you know what I mean? Like they send out review copies and stuff like that. I almost wonder if a little bit of grace can be given to. Uh, the, the bigger timeline where they're able to actually fully realize what they set out to make. And excuse us for a minute to thank our sponsors, LifeLock and Amika. More about these sponsors later in the show. Yeah. It's also, uh, like, sort of on that same line is, I don't know how you feel about, like, award shows like the Grammys and the Oscars, but I get, like, I <laughs> the know moment you said that, I thought about, like, have you, did you watch the Game Awards? <laughs> I haven't. Oh I haven't my goodness! Yet, I need no. you to watch it just for the fanfare. Honestly, there was this developer who was flying off the rails. He had this real like punk rock, like Mark Zuckerberg moment where, I, for whatever reason, they selected this random developer. I don't know what he made. Maybe he made something amazing, and like I'm, I'm not recognizing him, but. Whatever. He kind of looked like Tom Wiseau, and he was standing next to the host of the show, and he's like, yeah, F the Oscars. F the Oscars. Like, <laughs> I, giving I his that. middle finger to the screen, like, we we, we do what oh, we yeah. want here. This is a new world <laughs> order. He was, like, Jaden Smithing it. It was, like, oh way too much. I couldn't <laughs> handle it. <laughs> he took over that yeah. broadcast, man. That's yeah, all I so know that's exactly it. where my mind went. When you're talking about Oscars and video games, that's what I'm thinking about. So, do, do I watch them? Yes. D- did you ask how I feel about them? Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, it's a mixed bag. I, I like that there is a space to sort of, like, celebrate some of the most acclaimed things. You know what I mean? Do I believe that, like, the systems behind them are maybe subject to, like... I mean, by nature, award shows are subject to bureaucracy and sort of, like, you know, whoever's kind of in the seats, like, in a, in a kind of way, subjectivity becomes objectivity when award shows are held to the pinnacle that they are. But I think that recognizing really interesting work, like, the heart of that, like, the intent is cool. The impact is, like, questionable. I think we should uh, take this moment at the end of 2017 and maybe look back 10 years and see what games we believe are, like, those were the games of that year, of 2007. Oh, yes. I'm into that. That's cool. Okay. I just want to point out two things before we get to this list. Uh, let's 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 do what? um these are games that like had impact that you could probably go rip back today and still play. Um and I wanted to point out like it is like an insane year where there's so many new franchises started just to go through them, not to like 
has nothing to do with any lists, but like Assassin's Creed, Uncharted, Drake's Fortune, Mass Effect, The Witcher, Modern Warfare, which isn't the start of a franchise, but it's kind of a big deal. Right. Like, so many games. But it was a turnover in a franchise. Yeah, yeah, it was like so many new games. I will point out the one game I didn't play from that from that year that I'm like, maybe it was a really good one that I missed and I should go back and play it, is uh, actually Persona 3, because... Oh my god. Persona goodness. 5 was like my first one. Um, and right. I just. But Persona 3 was iconic. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think yeah. everyone was like, that this year, it's so funny seeing the big fans of Persona go like, Persona 5 is not that good. Persona 3 and 4 are way better. I'm like, I know, but. Yeah, like... they're pushing up their glasses <laughs> like, uh, well, actually, Persona yes, exactly. was. <laughs> god bless them. But, you know, I, I, just the first one, like, cut me some slack. So, my first one, number five. Number I'm five. Kind of split. Yeah. No, oh, my God. I mean, we gotta, if we're going we're gonna to go full tech TV on this, you know. Number I mean? five. Yeah. <laughs> number five. five oh, God. Five. <laughs> oh, God. With it, like, flashing in space and everything. Oh, my goodness. Um, yes, please. Full on tsunami. I need that in my life. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, number five. I'm a little split. I think I have my, like, number five, but I'll give an honorable mention to something. Okay. Uh, it's actually just mentioned it, and I don't even like the franchise anymore. But Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare is kind of a special game. Oh, dude, like, you dipped into my list. Yes, I feel <laughs> you. Uh, because like, go on. I I've actually to to in spite of like nothing really. Like I went back. Like I don't. I wouldn't just like have a point, an argument that Black Ops is not a good game because I'm. Um, petty and stupid like that wait, wait, but wait, i went wait. back you have and... a problem with black ops i hate it man <laughs> okay we are fighting you know you know yes. what i hate black ops as well it's literally just a matter oh my goodness wait no now i'm triggered black ops is the one where the final spoilers the like final battle sort of like fable 2 is like you press a button to win like right it's just like timing to like kill the final boss uh isn't that all of them <laughs> there's one specifically i believe it's black ops because that was the one that first had stereoscopic 3d and i actually bought it into that gimmick and played it and uh, I yeah i had the stupid playstation tv where they oh. made it like this big old deal and the re- i think the reason i had it is because it was like it was like dead stock and they wanted to get rid of it at like this old like GameStop when i lived in podunk new jersey and like the I had like a couple glasses and like I played it and then yeah the end like there's this guy like the, the narrative was kind of interesting and it all sort of the climax was a like press X to win and yeah I was frustrated so I hear you oh yeah total mess <laughs> the first, yeah I, I'll Black Ops one was the Tyler Durden one um but. That's what yeah. I thought. It's like, let's just do Fight Club. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like, I went back and played Modern Warfare, like, the, the campaign. And, like, oh, I remember amazing. it being, like, no, this, I remember it being, like, really interesting and balanced. And kind of, it, it was the first Call of Duty where there was, like, a, like, a storyline you could follow. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like every other war game where it was just, like, a lot of random levels strewn together. Um, it was, like... You knew the characters and whatnot, and like dramatic things happened where you actually felt something uh, um, beyond just like you know the amazingness that is like Metal Vana frontline scenarios and stuff. But like actually having this like go through a whole storyline, um, and it was a cool, great balance between these like stealthy 
kind of uh, scenarios and the traditional Call of Duty, we're going to, like, you know, have to push against waves of waves of enemies kind of thing. And it had, like, these really dramatic moments. I think everyone remembers, like, the nuke scene. Like, that was crazy. Like, you wouldn't expect that, you know, at the time. But even now, it's still, like, a crazy, amazing moment because it kind of balances itself where it's not crazy the entire way, you know? Um, But also, you know, it was an extremely influential multiplayer game, um, which, you know, looking back, I'm like, why did I like progression systems that much in my multiplayer games? Just give me everything. (laughs) But I think, you know, it it was still just, like, a really fun game, and uh, it, it... the progression system at the time, like it, just, it was just engaging. You know, it, it kept you kept you going along. Um, I think they've gone a little haywire now, but I think if you go back, you know, they just put out an HD re-release of it, and it's like you can go back now and still really enjoy that game. I and, was really excited when that came out. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was that and uh, another game I was playing a lot that I might mention a little later. But um, it the only other I'll give like a little small shout out. Honorable mention, I really want to use it just to be, like, totally out of left field uh, and not generic. But uh, Elder Scrolls IV Shivering Isles is incredible. It's probably my favorite. I like, okay, my favorite is probably Morrowind. Uh, But but everyone else kind of, like, a lot of people came in with Skyrim. If I had to suggest one game for people to play Elder Scrolls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Skyrim's a great entry point, but, oh my goodness. Like, starting from Morrowind and... I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Like, Oblivion's like a cool balance. Like it's accessible. Uh, I think the knock against it was that you know it was a little boring. Or like the the I guess I I liked what was it Cyrodiil the the setting. I I liked it yeah. a lot. Kind of like that Middle Ages feel. But Shivering Isles brought the crazy. Uh, it brought that Morrowind energy back. And like having <laughs> that, it was I loved it. Um, but you know. Um, it's whatever. I'm not gonna put it on my list. I just wanted to mention it. I just wanted to mention it. Excitement, it bombast. But I mean, you know, video games. <laughs> but yeah, what was your, uh, what's I'm your with number you. five? I'm going to. Okay. See now, I'm wondering if what I should do. I mean, I should I should essentially piggyback off of. So my well, a part of my list as well was also Call of Duty for Modern Warfare. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't want to say number five, but it can probably go there. I mean, so for me, what, like, I remember it was, like, Christmas time. This was the first time that I was, like, I was I was killing it freelancing, um, doing, like, design and web design stuff. And around the holiday season, I was really able to sort of cash in. It's when all my checks started coming in, and I invested in building kind of, like, my first, like, like all my money sort of rig for like pc gaming and the the goal the sort of benchmark for me was being able to play modern warfare on like ultra settings and at the time it was i was able to do that and it was amazing and i'm really happy that it was with modern warfare because i was kind of taking a shot in the dark uh because soap mctavish is easily my favorite like my favorite protagonist in the call of duty series and like it is definitely the title that got me started on like every time there's a new call of duty like I bu- so GameStop has this policy that they never talk about, and now the whole world is going to know about it, where <laughs> um, if you buy a game new and you return it within the week, they have to give you a full refund. Um, mm-hmm. 
And for me, like, my relationship with Call of Duty is I don't want to play toxic online multiplayer with other people, like, for the first month and then it dies. But, like, I do want to play through the career and see how it's evolved. It's crazy how it's evolved since then. But for me, I feel like Modern Warfare was, like, really the first gold standard kind of storytelling experience where, yeah, you do have all these different surprises that weren't normally there. It Mm -hmm. felt like the most visceral, like terrorist counter-terrorist kind of situation you know mm-hmm. um the variety of things that you can do besides like staring down a site was pretty crazy as well like taking control of sort of like the overhead like uh like heat seek like heat seeking uh camera for like dropping different kind of bombs and stuff it feels weird talking about it <laughs> but, oh no i remember that moment like i think that moment was supposed to feel weird where you use the ac 130 it's like fair like you're seeing like the the craziness on the field yeah and then like you go up and it's just like quiet like eerily quiet you're like oh my god right and it's That's just amazing. time for precision the mm-hmm. stealth level like yes that was sort of like a okay i really like this that's what kind of like pushed me towards checking out a tom clancy game you know Mm -hmm. um for me i feel like it was just like the top of its form so definitely like top five modern warfare was um it brought the goods it brought the goods yeah okay okay what's your uh number four See again. I think my first two picks are weird. More and more for is is uh makes sense. My number four. I am still like, should I go with this one? But I don't know if it's nostalgia that's in my head. I really don't think it is. But it's also I don't know who would go back and play this, which I don't know. Anyway, number four is probably I want to say Rock Band. <laughs> oh, is that weird? I don't know. You know, it's not weird. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock you for it. We're 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 all the same age. You were in college then, right? Yeah, high that's school, all we, college. Yeah, that's all we were yeah. playing, dude. I get it. What's the thing? Like, I I, it's a matter of at the time, it was totally cool for you to get these gigantic peripherals, uh, yeah. and play them. And uh, oh, did they milk that? Where oh did where God, did yes. we come from? Like allowing them to like <laughs> normalize that that used to never be yeah. a thing. No, it's like oh, I have to get like a skateboard. I have to get. Uh, congas? Like, wait, wait. Oh no. my god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, forgot about them. Of course I'm not gonna buy that. And then there's overstock of Skate and Donkey Konga. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this makes me want to go like, I don't know about this one anymore. Like, cause yeah. man, okay, I will, okay, I'm gonna do an audible. Cause like, this is, uh, I, I love it so much, but who, like, it's dead, right? Like, no one, it's, it's like, a, had a sad death and it was like everyone saw it coming because like it was um harmonics is making rock band which i was always about but then activision's making guitar hero and my god did they milk that like yes yes so many of those games it was like this is gonna end very soon like it's not gonna continue we literally had to wait until like the very you know it's i was like this franchise is dying when they let you have download your own songs with DLC and have like a song creator where you can upload your own stuff. And that's immediately what happened. Like right yeah. when like it was definitely they drove it into the ground. And you know what? Like I feel like they really um they raked it in. Yeah. They I mean they, they got the they got their money's worth, but at the same time, man, I, I used to love rock band and rock band too. Let's do this audible. I thought this was going to happen. I was like, I don't know about this pick. What was so your, my audible. your instrument of choice? Oh, my instrument of choice is drums, actually. Okay. I play guitar, oh. 
Uh, but I always wanted to, I like percussion and like, I'm actually terrible at it, but in rock band, my God, I am amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like a learning experience too of like, no, these are certain beats that like a drummer would do. And it like, once you like go back to the guitar and like, you're trying to think of like new riffs and stuff, like you could take a really generic riff and like now having that, like, oh, this is a beat that they could do on top of it. Like energizes it and like takes it to a different kind of feel and stuff yeah i thought it was educational for me um <laughs> but no my audible is I mean, gonna be i mean rock band definitely taught me riffs that existed that i didn't even know existed because they were so supportive yeah. or like different yeah like changes in rhythm changes in mm-hmm. time signature all those definitely things like... were like kind of formative and like awesome yeah the one that like i'm gonna be a snob the reason i didn't like guitar hero after like the second one is because i felt like what they made the guitar parts was not reflective of like how you would actually play it on guitar whereas like rock band was a little bit closer where i was like i don't yeah Fair. i don't think you can yeah it was just they would just like fill the page with notes i'm like this is not how this is like <laughs> this is ridiculous it's a it's a but like i'm being a stock because it's a video game but whatever uh i'll just be really generic and my other pick is not my favorite of the series the second is my favorite but of course it's like an amazing game uh still is mass effect it's like it's mass effect that uh, that is i mean that's definitely an investment so wait so you just just the first one actually you're not talking about the series no, the first one. This is the okay, first yeah. one. The, the, in two thousand seven, Mass Effect came out. Yeah, I, it is. It is definitely. I think it still has a like. A, it's a little dusty. I think. Uh, I think a lot of these game, like these series that started in two thousand seven, Assassin's Creed. I never liked Assassin's Creed that much. Um, but the first one, I think everyone is agreed in, in agreement now that like it's rough. Uh, Uncharted is like, you know, a kind of not like a bad version of gears of war which came out like a year prior oh, uh, no, words, th- dude. it got no it's like, really really great that what are you yeah, talking no. about what wait wait wait, wait. De- the first defend one? yourself yes. uncharted one yes. okay <laughs> that game is like a it's more of a cover shooter than it is like that crazy indiana jones action game that you remember from uncharted 2 and 3 <laughs> and you're sitting behind cover constantly and the enemies are human they take so many bullets it's like this feels like gears of war except just not as good like i'm gonna be i'm gonna say it like <laughs> you know okay fine like it's that's a, like yeah yeah that's that's fine that's fine. Okay. Okay. It doesn't have the set pieces <laughs> that it needed to become Uncharted. Like, right, where it right, right. You're right. Really, I'm not dogging the series. I'm just it, saying it, that first one's a little rough. No, like, I'm with you. Yeah, the second, third, definitely truer to form, and it allow it to stand on its own so that other games, yeah. like Tomb Raider, can, you know, kind of lift from it and et cetera, et cetera. I'm with yeah. you. And then another one is, I, ju- I literally just beat it was The Witcher, the first one. Okay. And that that one's rough. That one's <laughs> it's like a budget title with a team that is so ambitious and smart. It's like I see where you're going with this. Keep going. You just don't have the the necessary resources to pull this off, kind of thing. But no, like Mass Effect, it's definitely a little dusty. But I don't think it's. I think it's still like, you know, it's still like an RPG. It still has its decision making and so storytelling. What I'm curious to know is like, what about it pulled you to complete the trilogy? What about the first one? Oh, the first, like, I mean, I loved the first one, like, it, uh, that world is, like, so vibrant, and, uh, I love the characters, especially in that first one, I think they, they stockpiled them with even better ones in the second one, but, like, um, I, I, 
I definitely see it's dated in some ways where like, you know, it still has that very generic morality system, but that's, I, I, you know, you can go back and forth of whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I feel like it's something it, we had to get through to get to the kind of level of moral sophistication that we're at now. Yeah. And you know? I still think like, that's the thing, like part of me while I was like, this is one where like, even though it's not as like rough around the edges as some of the other games that came out two on seven, it's still, it's, you still had to go through some rough patches, but I think it's a like, I think once you get into the gameplay, it's really, it's, it's really enjoyable. I think that's like the big thing for like the Mass Effect series is like, it struck a balance in the second one. I think it probably went too far in the later ones, but like, I think, uh, like something like Knights of the Republic or something, like, even though it is kind of a obtuse system, once you get into it, you, you can like really enjoy the finer points of it. And I think, no matter what, that story, um, those characters are going to be memorable and interesting. And, like, the final... Like, and the worlds, too. Like, my God, like, when you first go to the Citadel, you're like, this is so imaginative and cool. Like... Yeah. So there you go. I think I justified that thing. No, 100% you did. I'm totally with you. And we're taking a quick break to say support for Overworld comes from Amica Insurance. We're living in the age of the discerning shopper. When savvy consumers increasingly favor brands that value authenticity, ethics, and a great shopping experience, Amica is committed to being a company people trust. Visit meetamica.com slash Forbes and find out why 95% of Amica customers with combined auto and home policies stay with them. One more time, that's visit meetamica.com slash Forbes to find out more about Amica insurance. So, okay, for me... My number four, so now I'm going to double dip as well. My number okay. four is going to be uh, Naruto Rise of a Ninja. <laughs> For real? <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. So okay. I'm a deep, deep down, I'm a, I'm a total weeb. I, I totally, <laughs> in high school, um, so this is totally, uh, this, I feel so selfish. Like, <laughs> Was this game monumental for society? I don't know. Well, I guess it... I don't know. It had been a while since we had seen an arena fighter, I guess. <laughs> there, mm-hmm. there was a... Um, in, in high school, I um, I would totally read, like, the uh, sort of the scans and fan translations of, like, Naruto and stuff. And, like, I was, like, there at the beginning uh, before the sort of series became, like, a complete filler fest around episode like a hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had my full investment. And like at that time there really weren't a lot of like good games being put out for it because I mean, when you think about it, Naruto is a pretty huge like Japanese IP. Like there was a lot of stuff that was sort of like out for it and it easily sold. It was kind of like the like next generations, like Dragon Ball Z, right? Even though Dragon Ball Z is hella iconic. And to this day, they're still making video games that are generating hype. Um, Rise of a Ninja was sort of like the first arena fighter that they put out. Um, it was cell shaded. Um, it had a pretty interesting campaign. Uh, it was true to the story. The competitive, like the mechanics of like the fighting, uh, in my opinion, were like really like, I mean, they were engaging and balanced. It was like a good first try. Um, I, you know, I really wasn't too super into the FGC scene at, at the time to know if anybody took it seriously. I want to believe probably not so much, but uh, there was just a lot to enjoy about it. 
Uh, so I'm going to take that and leave it. Th- Are there any thoughts on this? Like, <laughs> I've never played it. I so knew I it was going to be like, an odd man out title. No, like, but like, <laughs> if it is like a fantastic fighter, it's a fantastic fighter, you know? Like, Yeah, it definitely had room to grow. And they like they added to that, you know, in future installments of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, at the at that point in time, like, that was like iconic for me. I, yeah, I mean, it's like Naruto is like a good TV show. Like you would consider it. Like I've never seen yeah. it. I just know like it's super popular. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. or especially earlier earlier on, it was like it was pretty great. All right, yeah. so I'm gonna so I'm gonna leave that on the table, and then from there, <laughs> I'm going to hop into uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, which it's funny to me. That everybody calls it Sonic 06, but it came out in 2007. And, yes, like, its release date was in 2007. At least for the Xbox 360, it was. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was, like, a different um, different platform, right? It might have been. And uh, I... You know, it's interesting. So, it's it's not in my top five because it's good. (laughs) It's in my top five because I never realized that a game could ship with quite so many unchecked bugs in it. And uh, it was kind of like this mashup of me persevering through it, because, like, anyway, because I'm, like, a, I mean, I was a Sonic kid, you know? Like, I, I grew up in Nintendo, but I was 100% a Sonic kid. And I don't know if you've ever seen any... I mean, there are some, like, mm-hmm. pretty, like, legendary Let's Plays about just how broken... Sonic the Hedgehog is. It has game-breaking bugs. It has like weird physics things. It's the room of (laughs) yeah. uh, It's yeah. It's effectively the room of video games. Um, But it was something that was sort of like near and dear to my heart. So I guess what I'm saying is like I'm like just like a victim of. I just love punishment. (laughs) No, like Uh, I I wanted to point that out. Like I, I so it came out in 06 for 360, but 07 for PS3. Okay. So, like, I was like, yes, this game is, is, there is something special about it. Like, there there's a, a yeah. reason. I mean, it's the same thing for the room. It's like, there's a reason people go back to this. It's magical. Right. It's so bad. It be on it's some magical. List. In between the, like, terror bad voice acting, the weird enthusiasm that everybody has, the random on rails moments that sometimes occupy up to upwards of two minutes that lead to, that can sometimes, if, like, executed incorrectly but not by the player but by the game itself can lead to random deaths and like shifts in gravity Mm -hmm. uh floating boxes like just everything all of it it's sort of it's sort of like this avant-garde exactly exploration (laughs) of this classic character we all know yeah in this tech demo environment that's so weird you know what i I think I think what I enjoyed it, and obviously I enjoyed playing it with friends, you know what I mean? Like, that's oh, yeah. sort of what made it really interesting, mm-hmm. is it was effectively the goat, it was the goat simulator of its time. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, well, that's, that's the where like, the appeal was. But it's not even on purpose. It's, like, just bad. Right. Like, <laughs> uh, it, it, that's what I think, it is special. I like that as a, a four and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this next one, I won't even like dip in it too much because I guarantee it's on your list and we could talk about it. Uh, it's just, 
Of course it's on here. Uh, Bioshock, yeah, I know. Yeah. That was my next one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is, is that your next one? No, no, no actually, so that wasn't my next one. That was going to be like... Oh, well, yeah. we could talk go about ahead. it more. We'll talk. But yeah, it's, go. it's Bioshock. Like, it, I think that, like, seriously, like, sent shockwaves through gaming, period. Puns, puns, and puns, puns. <laughs> And it's just also just... Oh, oh my god. I do that all the time. I, like, accidentally say a really clever pun, and I'm like, yes, I totally did it on purpose, and I did not. <laughs> shockwaves. Boom. Well, what makes me think about that is my first run of Bioshock was with a wrench and shock only. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Your first playthrough? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I, I don't even need to use anything else. I could just stun and then one-hit KO. Anyway, go. Please go. Explain. Oh, I'll, we could get even more into it. But it's just, I'm, I, I'm a sucker for atmosphere. Um, it's, it, it's like kind of the deciding factor of like my favorite games of all time. Like I think Chrono Cross and Majora's Mask, like these weird sequels, I prefer them to their, you know, their iconic predecessors because of their atmospheres and I mean, for other reasons, but especially their atmospheres are just amazing. And, uh, Bioshock has it in spades. Um, you know, it, it's storytelling, obviously like completely, like, it, it influenced, I think, so many games. Like, even this year, like, you can just point out games like Prey or something. You're like, yeah, that Prey sure loves Bioshock, you know? Like, yeah. um, it, it it just, uh, there's so much to love about it. It does have, um, I, you know, some problems. Like, um, its conclusion is a little rough, and its morality system, I think, is a little generic. But um, it's... It's Bioshock. We'll get into it more. That's my number three. What's your number three? <laughs> my number three is Super Mario Galaxy. Okay. Well, that, okay. that would be my number two, because we're, we're on two now. Yeah. Super Mario Galaxy. Think, oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because we, we both... I'm, both, I'm on yeah. three. Yeah, there we yeah. go. There we go. Um, yeah. Galaxy. Mine, yeah, mine is definitely Super Mario Galaxy. It was... I mean, I so I always have a hard time describing... I mean, it, I describe Mario the way I describe Star Wars, the way I describe anything from Nintendo or Disney universes, like where it's just magic and I can't really like deconstruct it well. Mm-hmm. But I'll say I had been waiting for the longest time for something like a continuation of Super Mario 64 um, because I just did not – Sunshine was just – I did not re- – like it just doesn't count. Like it almost didn't come out in my mind. Oh, really? Um, yeah. <laughs> I, no the responses, my responses are always hyperbolic when I say that. It's either what <laughs> you just did or it's just like, dude, totally, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I definitely belong to that camp that's just like a Mario flagship title is exploring vastly different worlds that are completely entirely unto themselves and they're themed and you're collecting something. And I guess like... It felt Galaxy felt like a step closer to that, even though it kind of did feel it did still kind of feel like one general world because you're like traveling amongst sort of like the this, you're like in this stars. universe to the stars, you know what I mean? And like, and you're not really in a world as much as you're kind of just like navigating the nav- like the the gravitational pull of spheres in this vast area. Um, there still was. There was an incredible polish. It was amazing to see Mario so like, like visually and mechanically, uh, like rounded off at the edges. Uh, in some ways, you know, people might be frustrated at that, but like I felt like it was 
it was really important to kind of see this fully realized thing um, and to kind of see Nintendo lean into the comfort that they've built for themselves with, um, with like properly establishing a 3d platformer as, you know, as they sort of have with Mario. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I like, I really enjoyed sort of playing through that. The music was astounding. It was the first time we ever had, uh, full orchestra. Yeah, quite a fully orchestrated like OST as that, and I mean, yeah, of course the direction of that was. I don't know if that was Koji Kondo. I'm not going to automatically pin that to him because his name is associated with Nintendo, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, it was incredibly. Uh, it was just super impressive. So like yeah. that definitely stuck out to me, and I remember that came out around the holiday season. Like that and Guitar Hero Three were like sort of like the bells of the ball for me like oh, yeah. I, th- those were both like i was wrecking those things uh <laughs> uh in my uh Wii. what i'll say i have some salt though with guitar hero 3 <laughs> guitar hero 3 think about this because this I, frustrated me to no end wait okay, what, wait what, I, do you, I, what do you want to I'm say i'm just like i'm just ready for it because i always like was a rock band person so this okay is cool, cool, cool. <laughs> no no this is it's so much it's so it's so minuscule like the Guitar Hero 3 across all platforms cost the same amount. It was like with because it included the guitar, what was it like $100 or something? I can't even remember. Like $80. Pro- the, yeah. The the Guitar Hero 3 for the Wii did not have wireless connectivity in it. It was just a guitar and it had a holder for your Wiimote because yeah. it connected to the Wiimote to relay all of the information to your Wii. And I was always confused as to why the Wii version costs just as much as the rest of them, because it's just a plastic case then. <laughs> okay, I'm done. As as less plastic, actually. <laughs> yes, because there's it's hollowed out. Like <laughs> Yeah, the Wii is so weird when you think about it. Like it was such a strange thing. I mean, I love that it existed. It was such a strange situation. But yeah. yeah. Um, Mario Galaxy is I, I just remember just being like amazed. Like it's just like you kind of just, like, look back and, like, that's the thing, like, because I rushed through that game, I don't think I fully appreciated, like, wow, this is crazy, like, the yeah. physics and the, just, like, the scale of the worlds and stuff, like, I, I love that game. I, also, why why do people always say, like, Mario Galaxy 2 is better than the first one? Do you think that? I don't, I don't understand that. To me, it just felt like right an extension like it's like here's more levels this is mario galaxy here's more levels like yeah, i'm like get out of here with that like but no, I, I, was, I also that was like a weird move for there to be a mario galaxy 2 right i mean you know? that's the thing. like nintendo always does that where it's like they won't release a zelda forever or like they won't release uh you know you, you i'm trying to imagine like what's the weird stuff they do like i guess like a pokemon on the consoles that's just like a traditional rpg they 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 never yeah. do that, but at the same time they'll do a sequel called Galaxy Two, which is like, huh? Wait, we're gonna do this? That's weird. yeah, okay, yeah, sure. this okay. <laughs> but no, Mario Galaxy. But I mean Yoshi though, so I guess whatever. All I'm saying, oh yeah, all I'm <laughs> saying is that uh, Sunshine. That's my that's my baby. <laughs> okay, all right. We'll we'll dedicate an episode to talking about. That. <laughs> I listen. I got one of those in the bag. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, uh, my number two. Number two, two, two. I haven't been keeping up with these. I should. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sad, sad. But yeah, um, man, I think this is one of my favorite games of all time. And I think 
it partly has to do with just where I was at the time, but I think you can go back today and still play it, and it, it's, I think, the best in the series is Halo 3. Oh my goodness, I'm with you on that. It's, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I guess in context, in 2007 when that came out, I mean, I played that probably for three years straight. I, I, on nonstop, that was my game. Like, I think we all probably have, like, that game you always just, like, play every single day, or, like, if you just want to play, like, one game for, like, 40 minutes, like, a, a day just to get your fix or whatever, like, this was my game for three years, and I played it over the weekends constantly with my friends and stuff, but, um, I think, like, just from the top bottom, it's, like, a jam-packed game, and, like, we have these games nowadays that are, like, jam-packed, but, like, you're like, why do they include this? Why do okay, they dedicate un- unpack that for me. What made it jam-packed for you? I mean, they have the multiplayer, and the multiplayer itself was constantly, um, like, in a good way, moderated and, like, um, changed around by Bungie, which was, like, really different for a console game at the time. It felt more like a PC game. And, if, and then you had Forge, which was, like, your modding studio, which was, like, you know, so... It was, like, really intuitive, but at the same time, you had significant control over game modes and the maps themselves. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, you have... I mean, just straight up, the game gameplay-wise, I think it's one of the tightest first-person shooters ever. Um, I adore it. I love With that. you on that. Those, I love those type of games where, um, uh, you know, Call of Duty 4 came out the same time where it's like you instantly die and you have, you know, a lot of these guns that you sometimes can't tell the difference between. This is like Halo for me. And that's totally fine. I think a lot of people prefer that. But for me, like, I really enjoyed, like, to get good at this game, you need to use the battle rifle and you need to master, like, the four shot, you know, like, and uh, you you know how, like, which guns to use in certain situations. It's just a very tight game. It's it's sort of like, uh, what what do they always say? It's a... um, Easy to pick up, hard to master, like how chess or Super Mario Brothers is. Like, oh, that's totally fair. Yeah, like you can yeah. totally like if you want to play couch co-op with your friends, like it is not going to be this intimidating or complex title. There's a lot of fun things you can do, like a lot of low gravity gravity levels, really interesting weapons. Like I remember when I first got into Halo Three, we were like it was me and a couple of friends, and we had like a cabin up in Maine, and like in between eating clam chowder, like we were just like or like skiing or whatever, we went up to like ski, like we would just play that for hours, you know what I mean? But then the moment you want to start taking it seriously, which some of us did, you switch online, you get on, you have your butt handed to you, and like immediately from there, like the meta can just start getting incredibly crazy. Oh, yeah. Just, like, the little nuances you can do, the little jumps you can do in certain levels and stuff. All the, like, the maps. Bunny Hop oh, Life. God. Yeah. Uh, what is it? It's called the, um, there's the one called the Gandhi Jump, where it's, like, you jump oh my and you're, gosh. like, kneeling in the air so you can, like, move <laughs> your head around. Like, That's perfect. incredible. Yeah, and, like, it just, and then when they, re- like, you know, they re-released it in the Master Chief Collection. That was the game I wanted to play most of all. Uh, obviously, it was way too bugged to actually play. But that was, like, the one I got most Rip. excited about. And, yeah, like, I had even... Remember Game Battles? I think that's what the site's called. It probably still exists. But it was, like, you can basically set up... It was, like, a rank, like a ladder. Like, a, a you know, an amateur, semi-pro ladder that you can, like, work your way up. And me and my brother played duos for that and uh try to make our way up and uh yeah it was just 
I still think today, like, you pick that up, I would absolutely have fun with my friends to play that. I still think it's one of the tightest, coolest shooters in the world. But also, on top of that is um, the Halo campaigns are incredible. And as a conclusion to the story, like, I'll watch the conclusion to Halo 3 on on YouTube, and I get, like, a little teary-eyed. I'm like, (laughs) this is amazing! Like... And Dude, like, I, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Even uh, you know what? Uh, not that I'm not spoiling anything, but um, Odyssey, Super Mario Odyssey this year, th- near the end, it has like a moment where I'm like, "This is like Halo Three. This is amazing." <laughs> and uh, now, like um, as like a conclusion to the story, it's a little complicated storyline wise. It's kind of hard to follow, but like it's just exhilarating. Like those like first three Halo campaigns were like. And it didn't have any bad flood levels. It had a one or two flood levels, but they were good. The the zombie kind of enemies that were just super annoying in the previous ones. But yeah, uh, yeah I think all around, that's just both like just me personally playing it back then. It's sad that like we have these games that like the multiplayer has like died. But uh, I, you know, you, just you doing mean, like in a local capacity. I think in a local capacity, it hasn't died. I think you can go play. I could still play that today. Um, but in the sense of like playing online, I don't know how active it is still. But like, oh, like that. Time, I like, guess what you mean, yeah. Yeah, going up the ranked ladder where it wasn't just I'm gonna get XP and that's how that determines my ranking. It's like no, this is like you have to continuously win games. Uh, and definitely my uh, my greatest shame in gaming is that I never got general. I only got the brigadier. It's like five levels away in general. <laughs> this kills me. Anyway. No, I'm with you. It's, it's really a bummer, like, especially with it being sort of like a proprietary console thing. Well, you know what? Actually, no. I mean, it was for PC, but I guess because the IP was so huge, it's locked up. It's a shame that there isn't, like, I don't know, some kind of private, like, legacy server somewhere where people are taking it seriously still. Yeah, very serious. That's the thing. Like, that, that it, like everyone – it was a thing of, like – See, now I'm getting too nostalgic. Uh, <laughs> it was a thing I've ever had headset at the time and actually used it to play the game, like, not just to yell at people. Like, oh, you would actually gosh, do the yeah. call-outs and everything. It was nuts. Like, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, I, I love Halo. I, I actually want to go back and play the campaign again because I really do think it was phenomenal. Like, it was dude, such a good conclusion dude, dude, to the it's story. Worth it. I mean, I did yeah. that for the HD remake of Modern Warfare, and it was totally worth going back there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And number one, ooh, I had like I was able to like muster up a, a lot of grizzly. Yeah, like that, you know. Uh, <laughs> my number one's Bioshock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shocking. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, yeah. I no, cannot, another one. You're fired. This is canceled. <laughs> Forbes is canceled. Uh, uh, yeah, Bioshock. Uh, just so so. When I growing up, I had. I feel like <laughs> is it weird that every game that. I like I, it's. There's a story. It's not like I don't know. Whatever. So I don't think so. Okay. I think that you, you have like certain memories. Yeah. Attached to a, to yeah. a game or anything really. So I, growing up, I had this neighbor. He was incredibly nice. He was he was he was a much older gentleman, and his house was from top to bottom like an art history museum. He was very interesting and obviously incredibly thoughtful. He was he was friends with my dad, so it was safe. Like he would always like you know invite me over to his place for like tea to like talk, and he started giving me these books, and I got the Fountainhead, 
and I got Atlas Shrugged. Um, I got all of these objectivist books, sort of like in an ideal world, you know, the true hard workers, the true thinkers, the true believers, the true productive individuals um, who find their way to the top, they will create their own society um, where they treat each other ethically because they understand what it is to be excellent. It was monumental for me to download this PC game from Steam and play it. I'm in sort of like this materialized version of what Ayn Rand had been writing about. You know, mm-hmm. Bioshock really was, it was a shooter first. It's kind of like comparatively, it could be more thoughtful and it had become more thoughtful over time. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, to I'm trying to avoid yeah. trying to avoid saying intellectual. Intellectual really is the best word to describe how it was approached. But I guess mm-hmm. like the gaming community is so like steeped in like <laughs> like like calling like pretentiousness like on mm-hmm. anything that I don't call it intellectual. But like it is that's the that's the word for it. It does feel authorial. It really did think about even though it is a shooter. I think a lot of um, a lot of games took this upon themselves to kind of adapt as well. A lot of first-person shooters was like, what does your actions actually say? And, like, obviously with a first-person shooter, your action is, like, killing and whatnot. And it's like, okay, let's, like, explore your actions in this game. And so many games have taken that as, like, the meta kind of commentary of, like, what you're doing. And especially that one, the twist at the end. uh, It really has so many implications. Like, it's very, like... You know, it has implications to the philosophy that's going on in the world, the story itself and the characters, but also has implications to you as the player playing the game. Right. Like what and the sisters, about- too. Yeah. I mean, the mm-hmm. way they impact the ending is also pretty important. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess, oh, yeah, yeah that one makes sense. The other one, <laughs> see, I'm going to, I feel yeah, very I'm so curious. Of- yeah, you didn't say it, actually. <laughs> Portal. Oh, I saw my... it. I saw it. I was, like... I was like looking through the list. I was like, <laughs> I should touch on this, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's my number one. I think uh, that's good. For yeah, so for that one, definitely I think it, monumental, I, without a doubt. Absolutely monumental, in like small ways that you might not initially think. I think on the record, the on the record. So for people who are keeping tabs, I officially chose Naruto over Portal. <laughs> I am trash. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fine. But like, I think, uh, I think we nailed our number ones. Uh, but our, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But like Portal, in in a similar way of Bioshock, actually, uh, that element of um, telling your story through the level and the world is really present in Portal. Where and and it's done, um, I guess, a little bit more in a subtle way where you. There's all these little, like, you always feel unease playing this game because you have GLaDOS, the main narrator, telling you what to do, and she's kind of, you know, cracking some, like, small jokes here. She's kind of saying some weird stuff, kind of cynical. But it's a puzzle game. You don't think much of it. Yeah. And it's a a phenomenal puzzle game in its own right, like, the idea of, like, creating these two portals. And, like, that idea itself is, like, golden, but, like, the developers were able to really craft smart, tight interesting levels around that concept for it to slowly turn to what it becomes where no there is an overarching storyline here you are actually a victim you're you're a rat in a trap and like the idea of 
you know, this like shiny facade starts peeling away where like you enter like, you know, a, a side door that was like a side panel that's broken and you're seeing like graffiti of like, don't believe her. She's lying. You're like, what is happening? Like all of a sudden this like simple little puzzle game turns really sinister and inter- like even more interesting. It's a short game. It's a short burst. But I think I know I, I feel like you see a lot of games nowadays where they are these smaller games that you know, tell these, like, they have this, like, gameplay that, like, this mechanic that, like, you're totally into, but, like, they will take it to parts that you did not realize it would go toward. I, I know I'm, like, uh, this seems really hyperbolic, but I I don't see a fault in the game. I see it as being pretty flawless. I know it's a shorter game, but... Um, yeah. Just as an experience, like, it's just as long as it needs to be. I'm rambling at this point, but I really like Portal. <laughs> Portal and Bioshock, like, I think they will, uh, they just resonate and they'll stick around and, uh, they're testaments to that year. And we'll be right back after this quick break. Doing a lot of holiday shopping from your mobile device? Retailers expect 54% of holiday shoppers to visit their sites from mobile devices. Scammers see this as an opportunity to steal your credit card information and other personal data by distributing phony retail apps. Be cautious and only download apps from reputable app stores and read the reviews for any complaints about malware. One in four people have experienced identity theft. If you're only monitoring your credit, your identity can still be stolen in ways you may not detect. Thieves could sell your information on the dark web or get an online payday loan in your name. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats, and if you have a problem, U.S.-based restoration specialists will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. LifeLock can uncover threats that you might miss. Join now and get 10% off with promo code FORBES. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com and use promo code FORBES. That's FORBES to save 10% now. Have you heard about Moo Money? Moo Money? Moo Money is a rewards program that lets you earn cash every time you buy real milk. I use mine to buy movie tickets. Movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, I see what you did there. Yeah. It was a musical. Uh-huh. Anyway, just head to MooMoney.com to start earning moolah. Got it. Moolah. Hurry, or everything I told you will be moot. Oh, please, no more moos. Someone's a little moody. Open to legal residents of the state of California, 18 years of age or older. Visit MooMoney.com for official rules, terms, and conditions. Up next is Eric Kane and Paul Tassie. Hi, I'm Eric Kane. And I'm Paul Tassi. Uh, this week we're going to look at the Game Awards, uh, which which are actually airing this Thursday evening. So by the time you listen to this podcast, we will know the winners. But we wanted to test our predictive skills uh, and see you know, what we would come up with on the fly ahead of time. And then you know, next week when you're listening to this podcast... You can see how wrong we are about uh, about all these these game winners and losers and whatnot. We are kind of just viewing these like the Oscars now. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it, it's, they're not as prestigious or whatever. But I think this is the show we just are kind of running with. We're like, yep, this is this is the good one, and we're just going to go with it because um, you know Jeff Kiley's been cultivating this for years, and I think he's finally got a good formula down that we that we all kind of just agreed to accept now for the most part. Yeah, yeah. I talked with Jeff yesterday about the about the awards, and he mentioned last year's um, kind of more painful moments with the uh, the 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 Schick uh, robot thing. Yeah, you remember that. So hopefully we won't get any of that I this think year. He's slowly trying to prune all of those out, but they still have to like integrate sponsors somehow. I think Schick's just like sponsoring one of the 
categories this year or something? Yeah, yeah, they're back as a sponsor, so they weren't chased off by the the reaction. It, there's probably you know, like they say, no, no, uh, no bad press, you know. So even though it was kind of mocked roundly, at least they were in the news. So yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. And there's a full orchestra this year, and the band Phoenix is playing, and they've got. Uh, Guillermo del Toro and Hideo Kojima and Norman Reedus and just like mm, why could all of them be there? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I was that's that was like my first question for Jeff was like, so I, I guess we're gonna see some more of Death Stranding then, <laughs> and he 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 dodged that, but he did say that it's gonna be about a sixty to forty announcements versus awards ratio. So we're gonna get more um, new game announcements and more. Uh, trailers and things like that than we're actually going to get of awards, which, you know... Isn't that... I thought people wanted more awards. No, actually, he, he said he did a poll. People no, wanted really? more announcements, yeah. Okay. They want to see new games more than they want to hear about the awards. This is the weird part where it's like... <laughs> it's not the Oscars, because the Oscars isn't about like, oh, let's watch the new Avengers trailer or something, like, as one yeah. of the main features of the show. But I mean, Well, the, you know, one of the big differences is that in the Oscars, you have... Uh, celebrities. I mean, you have a few here, right? With like Norman Reedus and whatnot, but really like mm-hmm. the Oscars is all about the, the beautiful people and the, you know, the rich and famous, whereas games are about the games, you know, much more. And there's not the same level of celebrity involved. So yeah, it's absolutely. a different kind of, you know, it's a different kind of award show. And then they also uh, have like best gamer of the year and kind of like involve the audience. Like this year, I don't know if you knew this, but um, not only are there judges, but there's a popular vote, and that factors into about 10% of the of the uh, decision on what wins each category. Oh, for every category, oh, interesting. I, I don't I know if know it's that. every category. Uh, I don't. I don't remember if it's every. But for a, a number of the categories, yeah, the uh, the uh, gamers can can vote. I think so, like he said, like seven million people uh, voted. So, wow. but it's it's still factored in a lot less than the publications and the judges from the publications. Gotcha. Um, anyways, yeah, so let's get to the, to the predictions. Um, let's start kind of towards the bottom. Uh, we're we're not going to do the esports stuff because I I don't think either of us follows that. We're not too keyed into that scene really. Um, or sports. We're not going to do sports. So, uh, let's start, let's actually start with what, what you were just mentioning before we started recording, which is most anticipated game. Um, which you think is a silly, it's a silly category. <laughs> I think it's kind of goofy. It's essentially like best marketing in a way. I mean, that's one of the sponsored categories. So maybe that's why they have it, but yeah. I, and like, clearly I think it's just going to be the, whatever's the most popular game. Like, I don't think you're going to have a PlayStation exclusive, like God right. of War or last of us win, <laughs> or I guess also Spider-Man. Uh, which is, th- I guess there's three of the five uh-huh. categories, which says something. So I, I feel like that's going to be Red Dead Redemption. I, yeah. I think this I, is, I, wasn't this one a popular boat one? I, I thought it was. You but. know, and I don't, I don't remember. I, I just don't remember all the different, how that all worked. But yeah, I mean, I think it's clearly going to be Red Dead Redemption um, over Monster Hunter World. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I'm... Among a, among a certain set, I'm sure Monster Hunter World is very anticipated, but... Oh, sure. I think that Japanese games in general are going, other than Nintendo stuff, is going to always kind of, like, take back seat in these awards. Yeah, and like a Western show, it definitely will. Yeah. I mean, I know there's judges from all over the world, but overall, I think something like Red Dead Redemption, that might not be as anticipated in Japan as Monster Hunter World, but, like, worldwide, Europe, the States, you know, I think it's definitely the 
the it's Rockstar. If it, if it was Grand Theft Auto Six, it'd be the same thing, you know, like huge anticipation yeah. for these kinds of games. Yeah, I don't think there's a contest. <laughs> All right, so best multiplayer. Um, we have Call of Duty World War II, Destiny 2, Fortnite, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, PUBG, and Splatoon 2. This is an interesting category. Uh, it's yeah. a pretty stat category. I don't think Destiny 2 should be in there, but... <laughs> LL, I guess I'm, I guess I'm thinking of uh, PvP. So I guess it is a good co-op game, but I don't think that's going to win. Um, my pick for this might be Fortnite, actually. You, th- you think that'll get votes this year? I, I don't. I just. I'm, I'm, I, I guess we have to distinguish between like what our pick would be and what we think is going to win. Right. Yeah. This is I, just. I think. Guesses. I think. Pu- I think PUBG will win. Yeah. Me um, too. I think Fortnite might actually be better. <laughs> like it. It just does what PUBG does, except slightly better. It seems. Yeah. Um, oh, and I can but, tell you this because by the time we actually listen to this, it'll be after the embargo drops. But they're going to announce a fifty versus fifty last team standing for Fortnite. <laughs> Uh, yeah, at the fun. Game Awards. Yeah, so, I like that. Yeah. And then, oh, at the Game Awards. Oh, interesting. Yeah, or the next morning. I can't remember. I'll have to check my, my little release. But I think that's a great idea. And I think uh, how much you want to bet PUBG steals that right away. <laughs> I guess they have the right to steal stuff from Fortnite after yeah. Fortnite <laughs> owes pretty much everything to PUBG. But <laughs> well, my... I always forget there's like another game like Fortnite that's like not <laughs> Battle Royale now. It's like it started as something completely different. I didn't yeah. really even understand the first version of it, but well, I never played it. Did you ever play yeah, it? No, I never played the original. But well, something it wasn't about free. Like, <laughs> defense and like building—I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was kind of like Minecrafty. Like you defend, like you build stuff, and then at night, like the monsters yeah, yeah, would come. Yeah. So they're just like this category. I'd say Call of Duty. Know. People are going to complain that Call of Duty is there, but I think World War II multiplayer is actually really good. So. I would say it's my, I mean, I, th- I think it's the best Call of Duty in years, and it's probably the game I've spent the most time with in multiplayer this year, too. Wow. Like, I play I play P- Player Unknown and Fortnite some, but like, and I really enjoy them, and I think they're great, but um, I've, I've spent a ton of time with World War II. I'm actually getting good at it. I'm getting, like, first place and stuff. It's really weird. <laughs> That's a high honor these days. <laughs> I it's know. It's good. crazy. <laughs> but it shows how addictive I've found it. I've, I've played it way more than Destiny, and... Um, I don't really care for Splatoon, Splatoon, and Mario Kart's wonderful, but it's an old game. So yeah, it it's, um, I don't think it should be there for the deluxe either. version. Yeah. And I could not—I've never been able to get into Splatoon multiplayer, or I didn't even finish the single-player campaign of this one. I don't think. Yeah, I just—I don't like it. I just don't like it. You know, it's—it's it's not for me. It's for some. Yeah. It's, so I think you're right. I think PUBG is going to win this one, but uh, you know, and I—I I don't know what I would pick. In some ways, it does deserve it because it did something so completely new and interesting. Um, and then Fortnite copied it. So, um, <laughs> I mean, it was copying its own share of things to oh, sure. a certain yeah. extent. But Everything's whatever. copied. You know. um, all right, so we're going to skip, games, we're gonna skip, skip yep. sports because we don't play any sports games. No. Um, best strategy game. Strategy? Okay, I don't have you, really Have you played any of these? these. I played <laughs> Halo Wars 2. What did you think I of that? I played a little bit of Rabbids. I did not like Halo Wars 2 at all. Yeah. I really could not get into that. Um, I, yeah, I, I feel like I XCOM's going to win. Everybody loves XCOM. Ugh. You know what? I, I love the first XCOM. Good, but I don't like I, XCOM personally. I, I couldn't get into it. But Yeah, oh, I loved the first one. Then the second one just stresses me out. It is just like one stressful moment after another. <laughs> War of the Chosen didn't do anything to fix like the stressful stuff. 
You may yeah. be right that it wins, but of, of all the ones that I think deserves it most, it's Mario plus Rabbids. That could also win, I think. I think there's it enough could. people that have played that and enough people that really enjoyed that to have that win. I should play that. I've only played that for like two seconds. but it's so wonderful. And, you know, it takes everything about XCOM that's like bad and it just takes that all out. And then it makes like it lets you play just the fun part. And it's very XCOM-y, but it's, it's, it's so much of a stripped down kind of simplified, so weird stressful... Mario with like a hand cannon in yeah. this picture that I'm looking at. That's yeah, funny. <laughs> it's it's such a great game though. I really I, I really need to play it more. Also, I you know what one of the worst things about this job is is that the moment you get your hands on a game, there's like three more games out that you want to play. They do this every year. They just there's I nothing know. in the summer, and then there's 50 games a week in the fall. It's maddening. It's, and and really like the spring was pretty bad this year too. There was so many games. Uh, just yeah, they really need to. Get that June and July thing going a little more. Uh, yeah, for real. All right, best family game. We got Mario Kart 8 again, which is true. Yeah, Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, we should still read all of them. <laughs> no, it's okay. Mario Rabbids, Sonic Mania, Splatoon 2, and Super Mario Odyssey. I, I think Super Mario Odyssey because it's not going to win Game of the Year, but it needs to win something. So yeah. I think it's Any other year it probably would have won Game of the Year. But. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Totally. Um, yeah, I don't think this is a question. I love it's it's four out of five Nintendo games, three of which are Mario games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it's so great. I I don't know. I Mario Odyssey is just it's a lovely game. It deserve, it definitely could be a game of the year if not for well, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, best fighting game. I think I played all of these this year, a little bit at least. Um, I know which one's my favorite, so I'm gonna pick I know it. Which one's my favorite too? All right, so it's Tekken two. Uh, Nidhogg 2. Tekken 7. Oh, whoops, that's a 7. Yep, Tekken 2. <laughs> uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, Injustice 2, and ARMS. I'm going with Injustice 2. I loved Injustice 2 it was so, so much. I don't know if it'll win, but... It should. I think it and should. What else, I think, what else I think even either that or ARMS will win. But it was ah. so well done. Like, I don't even like fighting games, but it had like this like Diablo-like loot system, and like it didn't abuse loot boxes while yeah, having that fun still. story. Like it was uh, just yeah, fun characters, really cool. and, yeah. All the moves were awesome. I don't know. I really, really love that game. I, I kind of keep forgetting about it when I'm thinking about like your list, but it should <laughs> definitely be on there. It it really was great, and I was surprised because I'm not really a big fighting. You know, I used to play like Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, yeah, and then like I just kind of didn't anymore. And there's been all these other games that have come out, and I kind of dabble with them, and I'm never very good, but. Injustice 2 came out and I was like, I can't even set this game down. Like I just sat there the first time I played it. I played it for a few hours and I, I knew I had other stuff to do, but I was like, nope, gotta gotta see what's next. Okay. Finally beat this guy, gotta see what's next. And like it's just a great game. Yeah, it gives you it gives you a lot to do, like as a single player. Like the, the, there's a elaborate story campaign, but then there's also a lot of like kind of I guess you'd call it PvE activities. Um, where you can just kind of just earn loot and gear and stuff and like you can play the whole game and just never feel the need to fight people online which I did and immediately got destroyed. I'm like, Haha, I'm going to keep pretending like I'm good and <laughs> not fighting other people online. Uh, so I really like that about it. Um, these other games, I, uh, I played a little bit of Infinite, a little bit of ARMS. ARMS is cool. Um, it's creative and like kind of a unique concept and works better than I thought it would. So that's that's neat. I legitimately... Is Tekken 7 out? Did yeah. Did come out? Uh-huh. I, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I played it I totally a little, but it was... That. It's one of those games that I was sent as a review copy, and it was just kind of like, I don't have time for this right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's weird. This year's been weird with review copies. Like, the ones that I have wanted 
for some reason don't come, the ones I don't even request are here. It's like, well, th- that depends. I mean, Ubisoft has been great. Sony's been great, but other companies, not so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Best RPG. Oof. Have you played any of these RPGs? Uh, Final Fantasy 15. Okay. <laughs> That's a pretty good game. I didn't and play all of it. I have near Automata downloaded because people just would not stop raving about it. I just have cool not gotten to it yet. Yeah, it's really cool. You'll... Everybody also loves Divinity Original Sin too. Yeah, I've I've kind of oh. like played parts of all of these games, but I haven't finished any of them because so there's also huge. South Park and Persona Five for the other yep. the other games. So, mm. having not played any of them, do you have any guesses? <laughs> Except for Final Fantasy, <laughs> I would. My guess is is who will win is probably Nier or Persona. Um, I think those games kind of had a huge huge following among both critics and and fans so my personally if this is like heavily skewed towards like games industry professionals i would say near is is the pick i would say south park does not have a prayer um i don't know (laughs) if enough people will have played divinity original sin 2 yeah Um, and final fantasy 15 i mean i enjoyed that i put probably 80 hours into it but man that game has has problems yeah (laughs) I, I'm guessing Persona Five. I not just because of my bias, but just because I think it's so bloody good. Yeah. I mean, it's just such a well-made game from like the art design to the to the soundtrack to the systems. They just the production quality is phenomenal. It's just one of the coolest looking sounding games you can find. Near was had great combat system and really cool like things they did with the camera. But I just don't think it really stands up to just the overall slickness of Persona Five, and I think that's gonna, I think that's gonna sway the judges. Okay, but we'll see. see that. It'll, it'll end up being uh, South Park, and we'll both be like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> Best action adventure game. This this is stacked. Uh, Uncharted: Lost oh, Legacy, yeah. Assassin's Creed Origins, Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, Horizon Zero Dawn. It's a tough one. Ah oh, man. This is this is where it gets weird because like, if Zelda loses this category, like, should it technically be able to win Game of the Year? Like, isn't that a, it, it? Strikes me as odd. <laughs> right. And then you start to wonder like, is Zelda going to sweep and win Game of the Year and action game and this other stuff, or will like people who vote for Zelda for Game of the Year then not pick it in this category to, to spread the? I mean, love that's what I would do if I if I was voting. I'm not voting, but. <laughs> Right, we don't. We're not in this for some reason. Yeah, I ask Jeff why we're not voting. <laughs> I actually kind of like not not having to vote because it was. I think it's kind of like it'd be kind of anxiety riven. Like <laughs> I don't care that much. <laughs> be like, how do I pick? Um, um, so, so, like, so, te- technically, it, Zelda should win this if it if it does in fact go on to win Game of the Year, which I think it will. Right, um, sorry, early prediction there. Yeah, that's okay. But um, <laughs> we're building up to Game I, of the Year. I, if I was doing this, I would vote for a different game, even if I was voting for Breath of the Wild as Game Me of too. the Year, just to Me highlight too. something. Um, again, like I'd probably just have Mario Odyssey win the family game category. It could also easily win this. Uh-huh. I personally loved Assassin's Creed Origins. I don't think it'll win at all. Um, I could see Horizon winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Horizon or Mario instead of Breath of the Wild. I love. I also love Lost Legacy. I just I don't yeah. think it'll win. You know, I kind of think it will win, but that's really? yeah. I just think that because it's well, because it's Naughty Dog, because it's kind of uh, the the black sheep in a way of this category. You know, kind of a spinoff game. I can just see it winning for some reason. I don't know. Maybe it's just a gut feeling. You know, okay. 
female led two two female protagonists just feels like a strong contender like like it proved something it could do uncharted without nathan drake you know but Mm -hmm. i could see horizon winning also very very easily because it's you know it's a new new ip and it's got a lot of critical acclaim um assassin's creed is probably the best assassin's creed I mean, maybe my very favorite Assassin's Creed. I think it's the best one, for sure. Even better than Black Flag. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think it deserves some awards. I just think it's going to be really hard for a game that that isn't a beloved Nintendo game that's, you know, in its 10th or 11th or however many years for it to win, even though, yeah, it probably deserves it. That's why I'd like Horizon to win, because it's a new IP, and all these other ones are, like, at least... 10 to 30 years old depending on the series yeah i know it's crazy yeah it is really out of this category anyways it's the only only new game although you could say like something like assassin's creed origins is so different that it's practically a new game you know zelda again it takes this old formula it turns it completely on its head so there's lots of new new stuff about each of these which is cool that's maybe a cool thing about 2017 is the developers even of long-standing series were trying new things um so now we have best action game so this is a little confusing to me where they have action adventure (laughs) and action i guess it describes it as like focused almost entirely on combat without yeah puzzle solving or something i don't know that seems well if that's the case prey is sort of out of place on this in this category because prey wasn't just like prey is like a ton of puzzle solving yeah and like that doesn't might be like open world versus like linear shooters but that's not I, I don't know. Like I, I think yeah. both like, these could easily share the same category, but whatever. It's, it's well, I would. List, so it's, I would certainly prefer like having a best shooter category and then like a best like third person action game category yeah. or something. You know, because oh no, my neighbor's starting construction. All right, hopefully this doesn't get too loud. <laughs> okay, this is just flavor sound in the background. Yep. Um, All right, go for so it. So we have Prey, Neo, Destiny Two, Cuphead, and Wolfenstein Two. Uh, hmm. I don't know. See, I think Cuphead's going to win some stuff in the indie categories I, and other yeah. categories, so I don't think it's going to win action. Uh, Wolfenstein 2 reviewed really well. Yeah, but you had to I, pick up constantly. Oh my god, it's so loud. <laughs> can you hear that? I can hear that, yeah. Apologies to the listeners. Um, this always seems to happen to me. But uh, <laughs> Okay, so Wolfenstein 2 reviewed really well, but I really hate it. I just cannot stand <laughs> that game. Um I, I have not given it enough of a chance, I guess, but... He did some things really well and some things really poorly. And, yeah. You know. um, Neo. I is I just think Neo's going to win because it's kind of like this surprising game out of nowhere that's very soulsy and and, and I liked it a lot, but I also think that like reviewers are going to give it some, some action credit. Yeah. Oh this, this this construction this is, is ridiculous. So bad. Oh man. <laughs> okay. Well, we, maybe. Let's, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I feel bad. This is like our professional Forbes podcast. <laughs> oh um, well, let's just move through them a little quicker, I guess. Um, okay. Let's maybe skip mobile. Um, best VR, indie AR. game or okay. VR AR? Yeah, let's skip VR. Best indie game. Um, we have Cuphead, Hellblade, Night in the Woods. Higher and what remains of Edith Finch? Uh, I'm trying to scroll to indie. Well, I I didn't play it, but I just feel like Edith Finch got like tons of buzz from reviewers. So I just I'm getting this feeling that it might it might take best indie. Um, but I think it's it's tight with Cuphead and Hellblade and and well I didn't play Night in the Woods. 
I'd say I'd, I'd say Cuphead if Cuphead doesn't yeah. win the last category um, that would be my pick okay. um, I've not played enough of these but I can't find this category on the page so I'm just oh, trying to remember well. what was nominated Cuphead Hellblade Night in the Woods Pyre oh, Hellblade. and Remains okay. of Edith Finch um, I could see Hellblade winning too yeah. that did a lot with very little and yeah. people really mm-hmm. loved that so yeah we'll see um, best ongoing game. It's an interesting. This is a category. cool category. Yeah. This is like one unique category that I think is a good idea to have these days, especially. Um, PUBG. It was uh, that seems kind of weird to me, but I, I I thought it was like games that have didn't come out this year but are still going. I guess it's games that also started this year that will be ongoing. Yeah. Uh huh. I don't know. That's a tough. one. I don't one. know what'll win here. I can I see Rainbow enough Six people play winning, play but... Warframe. Yeah. Um, I, it's really hard to say. This is this one really stumped me. I, maybe maybe PUBG could win this just because again it's getting so much buzz. Um, yeah. Overwatch is universally popular, so I could see that winning. I think Overwatch's um, star is fading a little bit these it, days. It is, but probably. It, it could. there's only so much you can do with it. I mean, it. I'm I'm amazed with what Rainbow Six Siege has done. I know it's incredible. Um, I'm also amazed that so that. many people play Grand Theft Auto online because I always thought that was like painfully unfun, but <laughs> it's like a huge following. I mean, they keep dropping content every week, practically. I know it's it's, it's amazing, and doesn't do something to win. So. Yeah, <laughs> um, I I honestly don't know. This this one's just it's almost too hard to say. I'm gonna say PUBG yeah. just for the hype, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, either Overwatch or Rainbow Six as a follow up to that because they both. I, I hope Rainbow. Actually, I hope Rainbow Six wins because they've just been doing so much. Deserves with that. it, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's still selling well, which is remarkable. Um, uh, games for impact. We have. Um, oh, that's the Barry, one I saw. That I'm like, is this the indie one or no? Yeah, bury me, my love. Didn't play that. Hellblade, which I, I just right away I think might win this one because it's all about mental health and stuff. Life is strange before the storm. I haven't played that yet. Night in the Woods, Please Knock on My Door, and What Remains of Edith Finch. Yeah, I've played one of these games. <laughs> well, to be, I, we have to describe this category because games for impact doesn't really mean anything. It's like, yeah. it says a game with a profound pro-social meaning or message. Yeah. So, like, I guess <laughs> a game that's about more than just shooting people, I guess. That's <laughs> crap. Game yeah. should just be about shooting people. Exactly. Um, uh, I can see it, yeah. It's the same as indie stuff, kind of. Um, yeah. I'd say Hellblade. Could be Life is Strange, I'm not sure. Yeah. A lot of people like Night in the Woods, too. So I need to play that. This is a good list to remind me what I haven't played. Or what yeah, I haven't played. It's just mounting. Before. It's a huge list. <laughs> it's just 2017. If we went back to 2016, I'd be, I'd be doing the same thing. I'd be like, oh my god, there are so many games I still need to play. Yeah. Uh, best Performance. Um, Ashley Birch, who played Alloy in Horizon Zero Dawn, Ryan Bloom, who played BJ Blaskowitz in Wolfenstein 2, Claudia Black and Laura Bailey, both up for Uncharted The Lost Legacy, and Melina Wergens for Hellblade as Senua. Um, I don't think that the Uncharted girls are going to win because they'd have to pick one over the yeah, other. Right, How are they going to do that? Uh, <laughs> my pick is, I, I thought Claudia Black was great as Chloe in that game. So yeah. I, that would be my pick. I don't, again, I don't know if she'll win. I My guess would be Ashley Birch Me too. Uh, for Horizon, which is, she would deserve it too. She did a really good job in that game. Yeah, not all, I can't say that for all the voice actors in that game. Um, <laughs> it was really just her. It was the one doing the good job. It was pretty much her. I think Everyone she really else, I guess yeah. Lance Reddick did okay. 
Um, besides well, was, that, yeah. There were some painful moments in that game between some of the weird facial animation and the weird voice stuff. Like, Young Alloy was so weird looking. Oh, God. Yeah, that was very... That I was almost very stopped playing right there because it was like, <laughs> no, no, I don't think I can do this. Ch- I children are hard to animate, but... <laughs> I guess. I mean, jeez. You know what's weird is I started kind of playing a little bit of uh, L.A. Noir, And my goodness, the... Uh, the facial animation in that game, even though it's old, it's just stupendous. It's amazing. Yeah. It's better than a lot of, it's better than, you know, a noticeable uh, absence from this list is, is Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, I thought it would definitely be up for best animation. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, it could have been on there for voice acting. Um, I thought there was some yeah. good performances. In yeah, there. there was. There was, there, there was some great the stuff about that. rider in particular I thought was really good. Yeah. Well. But boy, the faces again, just so weird. <laughs> I, I want a mod for that where I can play as a writer who looks like young Alloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> uh, best audio design. This is up for uh, Destiny 2, Hellblade, Resident Evil 7, Super Mario Odyssey, and Legend of Zelda. And this is not to be confused with music. This is just audio design. Um, I'd probably say Mario? I don't know. I thought Mario had really good audio. You know, I'm going with Hellblade on this one because yeah. they did such interesting stuff with the voices in your head. Okay. And, and they even like recommend that you wear headphones to play the game because I wondered why you that stuff okay. like right like it's right inside your head. So I just think in terms of so audio, it's design, a core component of gameplay. Yeah, I can yeah. see that then. <laughs> yeah. The next one's harder. The the best score. Um, this is one I'm gonna pick Destiny Two for. Even it's a great it, score. It's it's amazing. There's a Destiny yeah. Two Cuphead near. Zelda, Mario, and Persona 5. Yeah. I think the Destiny 2 soundtrack is out of this world good. Um, yeah. I think it's amazing. Um, I don't know if it'll win, but <laughs> that would be my pick. Well, it's certainly going to be a lot of people who have played it, so that it tilts the scales towards that that as a vote. Um, yeah. Cuphead I can see had, Zelda winning this, honestly. Yeah, but. it had great music. Um, Persona 5's music is, is just stunningly good. Um, but it's very Persona, you know. It's kind of a, it kind of has its own thing going. And Cuphead has great music, but it, it's, it's that old like old timey, uh, animation and old timey music. So it's it's really hard yeah. to say. I I could I don't even know if I could pick one out of just even those three. Destiny. Yeah. I I remember playing Destiny two and just thinking, wow, the music has gone up a notch for sure compared to the first game. It was it was lovely. Um, next one's best art direction: Destiny two, Cuphead, Zelda. Persona 5, Horizon. Oh, man. I feel like that's got to be Persona or Cuphead. Yeah. I know. It's so hard to pick between those two because they're both so... My guess know, is probably Persona, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah. I just I wonder if they're going to lean towards Cuphead because, it's again, it's new, whereas Persona is on, you know, number five at this point. <laughs> There's also that, like, kind of micro-controversy about how the animation style is, like, kind oh, of reminiscent yeah. of when cartoons were super racist <laughs> yeah. like, back in the day. You know, and, you know it, that's it's, a dumb controversy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think like I get I get what people are saying, but I ultimately think it is is not using those elements in a racist way. I don't know. I guess I'm not yeah. the person okay. to judge it fully. But. If they had black people in the game that looked like black people were portrayed back then, I would say absolutely that is racist. But they're not. They've they've stripped it of any of that kind of content and 
and yeah, giving it I guess new it's life just reminiscent or something. of the age or whatever. But yeah. I th- I could see it just losing for even if it lost a couple votes on that, it might be enough to tip it to percent. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't really considered the um yeah, the the social justice vote in that in that. Um and you know, that's fair. I think that's a fair if people are do find it yeah, off putting, then you vote for what you, you want to vote. Um, you know, I could see the same kind of vote actually hitting Persona 5 because there's, you know, there's always controversy in Japanese games about how women are portrayed, although it's not, not particularly, um, bad. And I mean, there's nothing really that jumps out at me about Persona 5. You just never know. Right. I don't know. Gosh, it could be Zelda. (laughs) It could be Zelda again. It was a lovely game. Zelda sweeps. I mean, uh, yeah. that's usually how, like, the Oscars work, is, like, mm-hmm. one big thing mm-hmm. sweeps all the categories it's nominated for, whereas this, we're like, oh, well, maybe people will try and <laughs> give other games a shot. Like, so I, I don't know if it'll work that way, but... It's hard to make predictions and then just vote, just predict the same game over and over again. I mean, yeah. for one thing, like, if you're predicting a sweep and the sweep doesn't happen, then you just <laughs> then you lose every category. Wrong. All right, well, let's probably game. pick up the pace here. we got two <laughs> left, or about three left, on. three left. Uh, best uh, narrative. Narrative, okay. Um, this is between Hellblade, Horizon, Near, What Remains of Edith Finch, and Wolfenstein 2. I would guess Near. I've I've tried to avoid spoilers, but I've just heard the storytelling in that is kind of mind blowing. Um, yeah. I really like the Horizon story, which I did not think they could make robot dinosaur cave people interesting, but they really did. Um, I know I everyone think- kind of likes Wolfenstein's story. But I don't know. I, my pick would probably be near or Hellblade, maybe. Yeah, I think Horizon Zero Dawn has gotten the most sort of like buzz around its story um, of, of a big title. So that's my guess. Um, what remains of Edith Finch, I know, is a very narrative-driven game. So it might win just because it's so reliant on narrative as opposed to any other kind of gameplay. Yeah. Uh, but I again, I haven't played it, so it's hard for me to say. Um, it's one of those games that I keep saying I should play that, but you know, like. Walking simulator style games, I just don't really get that into. I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've played a few that I enjoyed, but like I still have never played. Uh, what's that one game? Um, so controversial. Gone Home. Never played it. That only takes like two hours. So. I know, but it's like two hours. I could be shooting people in Call of Duty. So yeah, I guess what that's true. <laughs> Best game direction. Um, just overall game direction. Uh, Wolfenstein 2, Resident Evil 7, Legend of Zelda, Mario Odyssey, and Horizon. I feel like that's got to be Zelda. Yeah. Even if other games are deserving. I'd say Zelda or Mario for sure. Yeah. I mean, maybe Mario if... See, this is, again, back to that question. If Zelda wins Game of the Year, does Mario yeah. pick up base best game direction? Or does it just go to... I mean, and that's good to what you were saying earlier. If Zelda wins Game of the Year, shouldn't it also win Best Game Direction just based on the fact that it won yeah, Game that's of like the an, Year? That's an Oscars question. Like, Best Director doesn't, like, the right. film doesn't win Best Film. It's like, what, then what does that even mean? It, I don't know. It's it's a little complicated. Yeah. But. Yeah, we, we yeah, should I, just I, I get rid of one of those two. Game Direction is almost like it should just be tied into Game of the Year as one category, but. Yeah. Um, and then finally, game of the year is between Horizon Zero Dawn, Persona Five, PUBG, Super Mario Odyssey, and Legend of Zelda. As you know by now, we both think Zelda will win. It seems to be it seems to be the the, the favorite just all around, and I think that certainly with its launch alongside the Switch, it just captured everybody's hearts this year. You know, yeah, this is a very stacked year in general. Um, yeah, in any other year, any one of these could have easily won, and they're totally. all. 
pretty amazing games. So, I mean, I don't know that anyone could put an upset. It's probably just Mario. I can't imagine any any other game has even the potential to upset Zelda. Yeah. But I don't know that PUBG deserves a best game of the year, but it's certainly like most like influ- like important, yeah, crazy debatable. like because it's like barely finished. If it's not yeah. even finished, so best selling game of the year maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous how much that sold all right those are our predictions kind of weird categories for sure um yeah i guess we'll see how it turns out this thursday um and i'm gonna write a post also about my my own personal predictions but um yeah i don't know this is this is tough this was a good year for games yeah extreme extremely good year <laughs> um yeah, the other interesting thing when I was talking with Jeff was uh, that four of the best uh, or of the game of the year contenders are single player only games, uh, which is interesting. You know, we'll still like those despite what they, the industry thinks. <laughs> and well, and apparently the industry is still making them uh, because that's you know it's quite a few games to be up for. Even even outside of that category, we have things like Wolfenstein Two, Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, uh, I guess we have to look a couple of years in the future and see if the games that are being developed now are still kind of big single-player games or if everything's going to move towards games of service. Right. But Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn will be a massively multiplayer, shared world <laughs> shooter. Uh, Would not put it past <laughs> <laughs> the current state of the industry. Actually, with Sony, I don't, I don't think we're seeing any sort of trend towards that. And that'll be interesting if Sony starts to move that way because right now they are very much... Uh, still in the business of single-player games and then capitalizing on exclusivity deals with third parties, you know, like Mm -hmm. Call of Duty and Destiny. Whereas, you know, I think Activision, EA, 2K, all those publishers are definitely moving towards a more games-of-service model. And interestingly, as for Game of the Year, we don't see any of those guys. You know, we see Sony, Atlas, Nintendo, but no... No big Western publisher at all. So, anyways, that's the show. I hope you enjoyed the predictions. We'll see how we'll see how right and wrong we are uh, next week. Thanks for listening. That's it for this episode of Overworld. Thanks for listening. I'm Matt Perez. And I'm Satchel Drakes. If you'd like to get in touch with us, please reach us at overworld at podcast1. That's O-N-E dot com. And also you can reach us on Twitter. My handle is at Satchel Drakes. That's Satchel like a bag with an extra L. And mine is Matt Ryan Perez. Thanks for listening. Take care. Podcast One has new shows on our new app. Check out all the cool features to help you explore our exciting new programming, like America's Lakers podcast with Jay Moore, Sessions with Randy Jackson, So Random with Corinne Olympios, Attack Each Day, the Harbaugh's podcast, Not Just Sports with Susie Schuster and Rich Eisen, and Sound of Success, the Dick Enberg podcast, as well as your old favorites like The Lady Gang, Steve Austin, Shaquille O'Neal, and Adam Carolla. Get the new Podcast One app in the App Store, Google Play, or PodcastOne.com. Hey, it's Adam Carolla. The greatest time of the year is back. College basketball. That's right. March Madness, March Mania, and March Money. Join in on everyone's favorite game, the Bracket Challenge Contest at betonline.ag. Sign up for a free account, receive your 50% welcome bonus, and make your picks. All the early lines for all the games are now available, so don't miss out on any of the action for the next three weeks at betonline.ag, the exclusive partner at Podcast One Sportsnet.
Napa know-how. This month, get a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil plus a Napa platinum oil filter for $21.98. That's a pretty unbelievable deal. But trust us, it's totally real, but only for a limited time. So get Napa full synthetic and a Napa platinum oil filter for $21.98 today. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends for thirty nineteen. At the border, I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute. At the roundtable discussion today in San Antonio, Texas, President Trump heard something he said he never heard before about life along the border. Many people are dying, and the danger of living here, unless you know exactly what you're doing, is tremendous. This is Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Where are the people in Washington to stand up for these children, these women, these senior citizens? Where are they? Bring them down. Mr. President, let the Democrats come down to Brooks County. Let them come to any of these ranches. Let them see these bodies. Let them see the skeletons. We have the photographs. Attorney General William Barr says he thinks spying did occur on Donald Trump's presidential campaign, suggesting the origins of the Russia investigation may have been mishandled. Scientists released the first image ever made of a black hole, revealing a fiery ring of gravity-twisted light swirling around the edge of the abyss. One scientist said science fiction has become science fact. I'm Ed Donahue.